0: Hey achievers! This is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey achievers! This one's for the ladies. Amy Oldfield is a cycle syncing nutrition coach and personal trainer. She helps women understand their bodies better when her f- with her female formula program. Amy has gone through her own struggles with the way she felt about her body, eating disorders, hormone issues, period problems, and that's where her current passion for cycle syncing with body theory by Amy was born. Now, Amy, when you talk about having easier cycles, I'm like, sign me up, please. Some of us get more emotional. I know I have a day where I cry about everything and get mad at my partner for nothing. And (laughs) some of us have more physical pain that makes us cancel any plans we had on our calendar. And it's just hard to listen to our body when it fluctuates that much each month. How has it been for you? Tell us more about the journey that led you to help women sing their cycle.
1: Yes, I would love to so my personal journey is is quite interesting and probably quite unique actually um in that as of today I am 38 okay and I've only been having menstrual cycles for two years wow before that nothing so um, I started my periods much later than most girls, so around 16, 17. Uh, they were very irregular, uh, which led to me going to my doctors, like, what's up here? And I was diagnosed at that point with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. I'm sure some people have heard of that and some haven't, but essentially it's a hormone imbalance and I was straight away put onto the contraceptive pill so I was having a bleed but this is not a real period Mm. Um, so I was on hormonal birth control for quite some years and then I switched from the pill onto the implant which actually took my periods away completely and then in my early 30s I was like, okay, I want to feel like a woman. (laughs) I want to see a period. Let's see if I can do it. So I came off the implant. I just wanted to be natural and my cycle never returned. So I actually took this as a bit of a blessing. And like you say, so many women struggle with the physical and the emotional elements of having a cycle that it felt like a blessing not to have to deal with it you know not to have to deal with the PMS and the bleeding and the sanitary towels and all of that until one day I was having a very casual conversation with a menopause doctor and I just happened to drop in that I didn't have periods and she was absolutely gobsmacked Mm. and she said look amy um the only reason that you don't feel like absolute crap right now is because you look after your health and fitness so well that any normal person would feel terrible right now uh, because your hormones are probably on the floor um and she was right so for me that started a whole healing journey of getting my hormones back where they should have been, regaining a menstrual cycle, um, understanding what a woman's body needs in order to produce hormones and come into balance. And so I've only really established a proper menstrual cycle over the last two years, which is crazy because I'm essentially knocking on the door of perimenopause, (laughs) Um, but better late than never
0: hey yeah and what's so interesting is that the doctor said you were already you were taking such good care of your body and that's the only reason why you weren't just feeling like crap but then again you started changing things to regain your cycle so you were already taking good care of your health but then you had to change things to regain that cycle can you talk us through some examples what did you change
1: And that is the super interesting thing about this because I was almost too healthy. So Mm. I've been um, a personal trainer for 10 years. So the typical personal trainer, if we just paint a picture, they get up very early in the morning to train the 6am clients before they head off to work. Um, They do a ton of exercise themselves then they're working all day long, usually until 8pm, you know, training people after work because you work very antisocial hours, you work weekends, so you go to bed late. So you are not sleeping very well, you're doing a ton of exercise, um, and I'm sure we'll get onto this, but essentially exercise means stress for the mm. body you're probably running your own business so that's another element of stress um and at this point I actually had my own personal training studio so I had a, a team of staff to manage and all of the challenges that comes with that as well as serving my clients so I wasn't eating enough I was exercising too much I wasn't sleeping enough and although surface level I was really healthy because I was doing all this exercise and I was preaching health and wellness and I was eating very very healthy foods it was actually ended up working against me I was too healthy in a way um and actually to the point that That also led to me developing some binge eating behaviors as well. I'm sure that many women have experienced this. When you deprive yourself of those like treat foods and fun foods, all you want is are those foods and you can swing the other way, especially when we find ourselves feeling really emotionally stressed out, you know, we can lean on that. So I'd also find myself with an eating disorder at the same time. So my healing journey was really about reducing stress first and foremost to allow everything to come back into balance.
0: Yeah, and stress in every way. That's so interesting about this because it's not just the stress from you having your own business as a personal trainer. It was also the stress of your body not getting enough food, like mm. eating healthy, but not enough. The stress mm. of not sleeping enough, not sleeping enough hours, the stress of exercising, like you mentioned, it is a stress to the body. So people are like, oh, but I, I thought eating healthy was fine. And so when I'm trying to lose weight, is that a bad thing? Because I'm probably eating less and, you know, I want to exercise, but can I, I can actually exercise too much. What is that about?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I am very type A. I'm sure a lot of the women listening to this are Mm. very type A as well. When we do something, we, we really do it. (laughs) We, we go for it. We tick all the boxes. We want to do everything perfectly and it's really hard to slow down. And so my body was completely stressed out um I didn't feel it that's the thing we don't always feel the stress um but certainly when you do hormone testing that's where you 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 start to get your numbers and realize that things aren't as, as great as you thought mm. um and slowing down can be really hard for many people who have like similar personality traits to myself and just want to do all of the things um and as you mentioned before we we thought that losing weight was a good thing and exercise was a good thing but many of the women that I work with they have been dieting for their whole life essentially like on and off Mm. And this is a huge stressor itself. So the approach that I use with the women I work with is dieting is fine if we do it in the right way, which is supportive to women's body. We do it for a short period of time, just get it done. And then we can bring your body back into balance. Um, There's so many women living on such little food, Uh, Just drinking tons of coffee to suppress their appetite. Busy, 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 not looking after themselves. And your hormones and your metabolism, they really start to struggle when you've been doing that for years and years.
0: Yeah. And hormones are so sensitive to stress in every way. So as you said, on a test, you can really see, even though you don't feel it because you're just pushing it away, you just keep... Being busy, busy, busy just to not feel that actually when you pause and check in with your body, you realize I'm exhausted right? (laughs) or I'm super stressed. Or when you do a body scan, like, let's see how every part of my body, what it feels like. And then you notice tension in your back or you notice tension in even your facial muscles because it's all that stress that's stored that you don't realize it's there. So what else is detrimental for having a healthy
1: period? So stress is definitely one of them. And I just want to um, just flag up something else, which just came into my head then as you were talking, Mm. you know, those people and like, I've been there, you've probably been there as well. You go on holiday or you stop over Christmas and you take a break and then you get ill. Do you you see that? Have you had that? That stress. So, like, that's when you know you you've been running on too much cortisol, and too much adrenaline. When you finally stop, and then your body's like, "Oh, okay, I can allow myself to be ill now." It's like this is a classic Christmas cold.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So many friends and people I know who have been pushing themselves over the Christmas break, they got sick.
1: Yeah, and I see a lot of disrupted periods around this time of year. Um, so you might find that you have really regular cycles the whole year, and then December and January you might have a really long cycle or a really short one. And I think of your period as being your fifth vital sign, and this is what gynaecologists and I'm calling it like, alongside things like your breathing rate and and your pulse. Like your your period is a fifth vital sign of your health. So if something is going awry in your lifestyle in your body your period will tell you for sure (laughs) it'll express itself like long cycle short cycle painful cycle heavy cycle emotional cycle um so like that information it's all there for us um but to sort of come back to your original question sorry how can we can start to to manage stress um really the first thing from the perspective that I come at stress, because obviously there's so many, many things that we can do when it comes to cycle syncing is understanding that a woman's resilience to stress changes throughout her cycle. So in the first half of your cycle, being day one of bleeding to ovulation, which is around the middle of your cycle, but it's different for everyone, we have so much more resilience to stress at that time so your body can handle like doing all the work going to all the meetings doing all the um social events pushing really hard in workouts and dieting and all of those stresses that we have but in the second half of your cycle so ovulation up until the day before your period that's the second half of our cycle known as the luteal phase this is the problematic part of the cycle where progesterone starts to increase and then it drops off at the end and this causes um many changes in a woman's body that i'm sure we've all felt we have mood swings, we're more um, kind of emotionally driven in our decisions, we're feeling unstable, Um, our energy is lower. And so at that point in your cycle, placing more emphasis on self-care and stress reduction and just backing off, um, allowing yourself permission to back off as well knowing that if you do that in this phase, you're going to feel better in the next phase. So each phase rolls into the next one. If you pull back and really look after yourself by maybe stopping some workouts for yoga or more gentle walks, doing whatever feels like self-care for you in that phase, you're going to feel so much better when your period arrives and you're in the follicular phase of your cycle, which is when we can start doing the go, go, go without so many repercussions.
0: Mm. And that is so interesting because I would have thought it would be the opposite of like, okay, once the period comes, I'm going to chill. I'm going to take care of myself. But before anything between ovulation and first day of period, I would be like, there's nothing happening there all good we're fine we can just go 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 and what you're saying now is the opposite you're like no that phase when you feel like when I thought nothing is happening in the cycle because there's no period there's no ovulation it's just kind of waiting for that period to come that's where the self-care takes place
1: yeah absolutely and of course, everyone's hormones are very different. No one has like the perfect cycle. And if you were to plot everyone's fluctuations of estrogen and progesterone and testosterone in a graph, we'd all look different. But in the main, for all women, before your period arrives, everything drops off, progesterone and estrogen, and it leaves us really susceptible to stress. And so... There are two slightly different um, camps of thought when it comes to while you're on your period, whether you should just rest and relax and wait till it's over or whether this is a time where you can start to kind of pick back up again. And I kind of sit in the middle of those two camps, which is take it easy, day one and day two of your period. After that, your hormones are coming back up again and you can start to push and and be a little bit more, um, Stress driven um, in your endeavors because your body can handle it.
0: Mm, yeah. So day one and day two, obviously, the body is really screaming for rest. Often, it's like, okay, please don't do anything now. So yeah, rest definitely. But then after that, when period's kind of ending or the last couple of days, you can pick that pace back up. Would you say then is the better time to exercise and incorporate a lot of movement and the second phase before the period take it easy
1: so i definitely believe that you can work out all month long um women are amazing creatures and we can do whatever we want um as much as we want but if you want to optimize the exercise that you do, and I'm coming at this from someone who is a little biased towards strength training and resistance training. Uh, like I'm a gym geek. That's, where, that's where I live. <laughs> that's I, what I love. Strength training. Um, teaching women to lift heavy weights. You can do that all month long, but the first half of your cycle, your hormonal environment is more geared up for hitting personal bests, lifting heavy weights, lifting to failure. So that's where, you know, you can't push out another good rep. Um, You'll also feel a little bit more competitive as well. As you get into ovulatory phase, that little bump in testosterone makes us feel a bit more competitive. So you want to work hard and we will feel strong at that point. Um, If you like to do like um, high intensity training metabolic conditioning uh, that's a really good time to do it as well and then as you get into your luteal phase you can absolutely still work out and still lift weights particularly in the first part of that luteal phase Um, but when I'm programming workouts for my clients we will do much higher rep work in that phase slightly lighter weights and then honestly, towards the end of a woman's cycle, if she feels like she'd rather chill out at that point, I'm all up for that. Um, and I love to treat that week like a deload week. So mm. keep the weights light, keep the reps higher, lift till you feel like you're about seven out of 10 on your intensity. So not climbing too high. And then just allowing yourself that rest and recovery week so you can come back strong the next week.
0: Mm, yeah that is gold right there especially the week before your period starts just listen to your body do it until like seven or eight for you not all the way um yeah or rest rest if your body asks you to how about nutrition how should we eat in the different phases of our cycle
1: so there's various levels you can get into when it comes to cycle syncing Uh, with regard to nutrition so you can either break things down into like just first half and second half or you can actually completely tailor all of your foods to each of the distinct four phases Um, but generally the first phase we have a much lower metabolic rate which means we can get away with eating less food like our body won't get so stressed out on low calories it can cope with it we also don't get as hungry either so it doesn't feel like we're ever fighting hunger in our follicular phase Uh, but we're also a bit more geared up to access carbohydrates in our system so Follicular phase is like lower food volume, more carbohydrates, and perhaps less fats. And like I said before, this is the time to really go for it with your exercise. And carbohydrates is our primary fuel for exercise. So, you know, let, let's fuel it and make the meth- the best of it. Um, and then you can switch into the second half of your cycle, where an interesting thing is going on here with your blood sugar levels So after ovulation, when progesterone is on the rise, this creates blood sugar instability, which means if we're eating high sugar foods, high carb foods, and we're not managing our blood sugars effectively, we can get the highs and the lows, which will express itself like sugar cravings and energy crashes in the middle of the afternoon inability to get going in the morning so in the second half of the cycle i love to prioritize much higher protein foods very satiating um, more higher fat foods which are also really satiating and trying to back off the sugary foods the alcohol the processed foods um but that's interesting, right? Because this is the time of the cycle right at the end where women start to get the sugar cravings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but when you begin cycle syncing, you understand what's going on with your hormones and you tap into it. Those sugar cravings begin to go away because you're now managing your nutrition better.
0: Mm, yeah, I must say a couple of months ago, I started kind of backsliding I used to leave out sugar and I used to be pretty good at eating healthy. And then all of a sudden, you know, it starts sneaking back in. Sugar can kind of find its way sometimes like, hello, I'm back. And so I had this before my period, but also during my period. I think I hadn't eaten that much sugary treats in like years. And it was the most painful period I had ever had. Like even lying in bed, not being able to sleep because of the pains. I have this electric uh, pillow. So I was like heating up and putting heat against my body. But still, I wasn't able to fall asleep because I was just, you know, too much inflammation, too much sugar there, too much uh, processed food because I felt like it. But yeah, then you pay the price.
1: Yeah, so we experience a lot of inflammation. If we start to overdo it on the sugars and the unhealthy fats and processed foods, we release inflammatory hormones. And that's what causes those period cramps. So the wonderful thing is that all of this is within our control. You know, we have power over this.
0: Yeah, like people can say, ah, oh, you know, hormones, so sensible, yeah, reacting to stress and all the lifestyle factors. But yeah, the good news there is that is all within your control. If you can do something about that, it's not like hormones are doing their thing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. They're just uh, going up and down as they want to. No, you have your influence on it. So, yeah, what do people learn? I guess this is kind of a taste of your... um what was it female formula right female formula program program, what do people what can we learn there or what do we work on in that program I'm curious
1: yeah so I pack a lot into uh, my program and the women that work with me one of the things that they say is like wow why didn't we learn this in school yes (laughs) Why, why am I only just figuring this out for the first time um but it's important, first of all, to learn the basics. Some of the women that come into my program are real newbies when it comes to nutrition and others are way more advanced and are looking to optimize things and, and balance out hormones and you know, finally achieve weight loss if they're struggling with that. But it all comes back to the basics and For me, women need to understand the the three pillars of hormone health. And the first one is learning how to balance your blood sugars effectively. And honestly, that fixes most problems. (laughs) Um, So this is like making sure you eat protein with all of your meals and less processed foods and eating your veggies um, and considering meal timing as well. Um, The second pillar is supporting your adrenals. So this is coming back to stress again and how important it is that we nurture our adrenals and reduce our stress levels and really place as much focus as we can on rest and recovery. And then the third pillar is supporting your organs of elimination, okay? And by that, I mean your liver and your gut. So when women are experiencing symptoms of hormone imbalance, which might look like headaches, um, stubborn body fat, uh, bloating, inability to sleep or difficult periods. It's often because our liver and our gut are struggling to get excess hormones and toxins out of the system. So it all kind of gets into your gut and then recirculated back into your system and causes problems. So I really help women to understand how to support and heal their liver and their gut so that your liver and gut can do their kind of detoxing process and eliminating everything out of the system effectively. So those are like the three pillars that I, I start with. And then once we've really nailed that, then we can start to get onto the sexy stuff, which is the cycle of syncing.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, first, the basics, you know, and the basics that sometimes we already know, sometimes we don't, uh, but it isn't until you can feel the effect in your body, you can actually experiment and feel the difference, that it becomes important and it becomes easier and it becomes a, a part of your life. So Thank you so much, Amy. This was so useful for our female healthy high achievers here because I know as a healthy high achiever, you just want to be going, going, going all the time. But we have a cycle, people, and we need to cycle, you know, sync up with that cycle. So if you want to learn more about this, definitely contact Amy. Um, she can teach you all about it. She can support you in on this journey. And so, Amy, where can people find more about you?
1: Yeah, please do. So I'm over on Instagram as Amy Body Theory or I'm on Facebook as Amy Oldfield. So come and connect with me there. Um, And I would love to invite everybody into my free Facebook group, which is Cycle Syncing Success with Amy. So come and connect with me there. Drop me a message. Let me know what's going on with you and I'll see if I can help you.
0: Yeah, wonderful. I will put all of these links in the description in the show notes so people can find you there. Thank you so much for coming on the Healthy High Achievers podcast. And um, yeah, let's definitely stay in touch. I want to learn more.
1: Thank you, Maya. This has been a really fun conversation. Pleasure yeah, to be here.
0: Absolutely. Take care. Hey, achievers. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. Please, please, please subscribe and review my podcast. It will mean the world to me. See you in the next episode.